0: Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. <clears throat> Tough day.
1: You know, I think
0: I'm kind of depressed.
1: The only thing that can make this worse is if I die from coronavirus. <laughs>
0: You know all these people making uh, coronavirus. You know what? You know what's funny? The last time we recorded, uh, the NBA had a season, the NHL had a season,
1: MLB had a season. They were
0: they were all still playing. March Madness was gonna happen. March Madness was gonna happen. I was getting my bracket ready. Completely destroyed that. Uh, coronavirus has become a thing. Uh, Rick. Lemon is with me, but digitally, because we are self quarantined. I'm currently
1: in my bunker right now, <laughs> <Yeah>. underground.
0: <laughs> We're self-quarantining. If you went out and you got toilet paper this weekend, congratulations. Coronavirus does not cause diarrhea. No, um, which it is, is
1: <laughs> odd because there are so many people buying toilet paper. Yeah. Ridiculous uh, amounts.
0: It is Tuesday, March 17th. Um, coronavirus is on the loose. NFL free agency is is s- technically starting Wednesday, but uh, tampering period has already started, and we have a lot of news to get to. The reason why we are depressed is not because of coronavirus and quarantining, it is because Tom Brady left the New England Patriots today, um, and we're Patriots fans, as you know. Every Patriots fan that listen, I mean, every non-Patriots fan that listens to this podcast. Who's probably extremely excited is listening to this with utter joy.
1: Yep. So, everybody's doing backflips. Now,
0: what now we know what it's like to suck, and we haven't even sucked yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, literally, I have not had to in my 20 years of watching football, I have not had to ask the question, who's playing quarterback for my football team? That's crazy. <laughs> I know. That's crazy. Anyway, uh, we got a lot to get to in this episode. Um, we will not do the news. We, we have a short, little news thing to get to, but we're not going to not going to do the news. Um, we're going to talk about free agents on this episode of the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, this is going to be a two part episode sequence this week. Um, So it's called Free Agent Frenzy. Um, Before we get into that, check out our website at TheFantasyChampions.com. Follow us on Twitter at TheFFChamps on Instagram at TheFantasyChampions. Subscribe wherever you listen, leave a review, and share this podcast with your friends. We're going to try to keep this brief and give you all the fantasy implications of every single move that happened. Um, Mm -hmm. Some moves we might not be able to talk about, and some moves might happen as we are speaking.
1: Yeah. I have Twitter that I'm refreshing just in case.
0: All right. Well, we'll, I was going to say something, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, So to start this all off, the NFL said, we are not going to – there were people, you know, after the NBA got suspended, NHL got suspended, and uh, Uh everything got suspended. um, There were people who were calling the NFL to suspend their schedule until after the thing. I'm like, why?
1: No, they don't have to do anything. It, I mean,
0: I'm like, unless this it's goes not, on no one's until, gonna get sick if no. you're if you're making phone calls. No, no, right, yeah. Bill Belichick's not gonna breathe on you through the phone and give you coronavirus. Like, come on, guys, <laughs> it's a little extra. Um, I think it's just because everyone else was doing it, and everyone's like, what's right. the NFL's reaction gonna be? And I'm like, they really don't have to do anything. It's the off season. It's the off season. Right. So, um, I'm not calling the NFL to do anything. In fact, this has been, this has actually given people a much needed break from listening to the constant coronavirus crap on the news. And I, I, I don't mean to like, it's a very serious thing and it's a very, no, like, I know. No, take I don't. it seriously. It's only coronavirus, but it's only I coronavirus understand. news. And it's some, probably the
1: only thing you've heard of the last two weeks or as week sports
0: people. You and I, me and Rick both use probably sports as an outlet to get away from mm-hmm. politics and other such nonsense. Uh, and enjoy competitive major sports and forgettable as a lot stuff, of as a lot of people do. And uh, not having sports is just causing you to continually watch the news over and over and over and over and over again. And uh, you know, Republicans, you Democrats fighting about how you're supposed to take care of this. Just It's getting ridiculous. But to have the NFL have free agency like normal, is caused a nice. little bit of normality and got us away from the nonsense. So anyway. Yeah. To start all of this off, they started the league year as normal. Um, the NFL, in a 51 to 49% vote, the NFLPA approved the CBA. Uh, so the 17 games, this is just what they approved. It was a uh, 10 years, I think. Yeah, it's 10 years um, long. So the next time they'll negotiate is probably 2030, which feels like, eons from now but it's only 10 years away makes Jeez. me feel like an old man but anyway so 2030 is the next time they'll have to to collectively bargain um and the the hot points in this whole situation they basically made uh they don't marijuana test anymore so josh gordon come back in the league uh, i don't know if that, i don't know if that's true or not but anyway that's uh, probably not um but so uh, the two major points are an expansion of the playoff system, which is going to start this year. So instead of uh, 12 teams making the playoffs, 14 will make the playoffs. Yep. And uh, there is the possibility. I thought it was going to be this year, and I was wicked excited about it. And then I was crushed by the fact that this uh, new 17-game schedule is not going to happen until 2021. So it's a vote that the owners have to to make, which you're going to assume next year they'll they'll say yes. They already made the schedule for this year, so I didn't even think of that. But they can't do 17 games yet, um, so they'll do that in 2021. So that obviously affects fantasy a lot—not this year, but next year. Um, so we'll keep you up to date. We'll keep you up to date as to when that happens. They also approved the new salary cap at 198.2 million dollars. Last year I think it was 187, so it went up 11 million dollars which is quite a significant chunk of cash if you're an NFL team looking to try to win. Um, not so, like the Patriots. Yeah, not like the- <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't just give Brady an extra. <laughs> Never mind. <sighs> um, so that is all the news that I have. I just wanted to go over the CPA portion. So let's move Correct. into Free yep. Agent Frenzy Part 1. We're gonna start with a, the extensions, franchise tags, and uh, the releases in no particular yep. order um, that happened right before free agency started, and then we'll get into the chunk of this episode, which is probably gonna be the trades and the um, other such non other such nonsense. So the first one is the Titans signed Ryan Tanmay Hill to a four year, hundred eighteen million dollar deal. Now, a lot of money, a little bit too much a lot money, of money, but it's only four years. So if he blows sure. chunks, they can get out of How it. How
1: much guaranteed is that? I have no idea. Okay, because if it's a lot guaranteed, then they. I can they, I can they, find they,
0: out if you really want to know. I mean, they
1: they they're clearly committed to Tannehill. He had a good run with them in the regular season.
0: Yeah, uh, it's good for
1: Tannehill too for somebody who looked like he was going to be a backup the rest of his career. Like this time last year,
0: sixty-two mil guaranteed.
1: Ooh, wow, that's a lot. <laughs>
0: that's a be <laughs> <laughs> <I keep praying. laughs> Oh God, Tennessee. Uh. What so, makes I mean, me nervous is and this is what I've been trying to figure out with the Ryan Tannehill stuff is
1: that's is almost thirty million a year.
0: It really is. It's almost thirty million a year. Is Ryan Tannehill good enough to carry like A, like every time a player gets paid, there's there's a mindset of like, Okay, I'm paid. Like I don't have to worry about it. So the good quarterbacks overcome that I that mentality of I got all my money, I don't need to worry about it anymore. Um so does Tannehill overcome that, and was he just was he just overhyped last year?
1: You no, know he wasn't what I mean? Not he not overhyped.
0: Yeah. I mean, is he like a flash in the pan? That's my
1: yeah. That's concerning. I mean, because he's getting paid like he's a top right. six or seven quarterback in the league, which he's not. Yeah. Um, can this money go to his head too? Like, not necessarily go to his head, but we've seen a lot of guys get paid yeah. Contracts no, and no, it's,
0: and- it's true. I, I like Brock Osweiler. My goodness, yeah. What a waste of money he was.
1: That does that. That kind of feels like that for me at least. For Ryan Tannehill, I I he's got good weapons though, and and like we'll get to Derrick Henry later, but like he's he's got good weapons and yeah. The team is mostly the
0: same. Like, I think, I think he'll, he should be okay. He but... really affects every single fantasy asset on that team. Like we we he does. Hit, we're we're very excited about AJ Brown. We're very excited about um. Derrick Henry right now right Mm -hmm. and it's like it's like do those pieces work together well enough next season like they did last year uh to the point where their offense scores a lot of points Derrick Henry becomes a top five running back again you know Ryan Tannehill can play like a top six seven quarterback again like if that all happens then I think A.J. Brown's a wide receiver one I think you know uh you'll probably get high-end RB2 low end. RB one for Derrick Henry and Brian Tannehill might even be a playable quarterback next year. But if he just completely craps his pants and he isn't good, then you have that whole other scenario. So it, it, it's an interesting situation to watch. I still haven't decided. I haven't decided. I got to do some research on Ryan Tannehill. Hill, but anyway, uh, the yeah. chiefs exercise their option uh, on Damian Williams contract for 2020. So this is his last season as a chief um, unless they resign him. Uh I don't know what this means for the Kansas City Chiefs. I think it's just a secondary option if they do add somebody. Um, yeah, he was good in the playoffs, so if he's the only running back on the roster, his value has significantly decreased from last year, so I actually think he's draftable this year um people are probably gonna look for him in like the fifth sixth, maybe even the seventh round um in twenty twenty but
1: yeah. Which could be good considering, like you said, the hype around him is now gone completely.
0: Right. Uh,
1: And he could be the only guy in that offense. So, yeah, I mean, definitely.
0: Uh, The Falcons released running back Devonta Freeman. Uh, Landing spots for Devonta Freeman? Got any ideas? Because I don't see this guy signing with anyone right now.
1: I don't know. It's so. It's like. I
0: I honestly see him signing with a team that just needs a secondary running back.
1: No, I was going to say, like, maybe even. I know. They just signed Austin Eckler to a huge deal, but maybe the Chargers at, at low money to be Austin Eckler is kind of like third down back. Yeah. Uh, I know they clearly want to go with Austin Eckler, but a team like that where I don't, Devontae Freeman, I think at this point in his career, he's not going to, I know he's not too old, but he's been through a lot of injuries. I don't think he's going to be a starter anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as he could definitely be go somewhere as a secondary back.
0: You know who I could see? Uh, it would completely ruin him fantasy wise, but I could see the bears too. I don't know why that came yeah. up in my mind.
1: I, I I could definitely see the Bears,
0: um, but we'll have to see what happens because he can do both. What um, Tariq Cohen and David Montgomery? David Montgomery's the ground guy. Tariq Cohen's the air guy. So yeah, I think Freeman can do both of those things. And I don't know, but anyway. Uh, the Vikings signed QB Kirk Cousins, three years, ninety-six million dollars. So they hold on to Kirk, no fantasy value whatsoever. But that is good news for and that's that's Adam what thirty-two Thielen. million a year. Yeah, it might be. Oh, I don't know minutes. if it was backloaded or not. Um, yeah. the Bengals fr- place the franchise. Uh, we're gonna run through like four tags in a row. So here we go. Okay, the Bengals place a franchise tag on AJ Green, so he's gonna stay in Cincinnati. Um, the Titans, uh. They placed a franchise tag on Derrick Henry after giving Ryan Tannehill a contract, so it opened up space for them to put the mm-hmm. tag on and uh, keep him. So not surprising, he's not a free agent. He's sticking with the Titans for at least one more year. I do expect him to sign probably a long-term extension with Tennessee uh, in the next coming months. But um, the Cowboys also placed their franchise tag on Dak Prescott. Unsurprising, there were some rumors that got completely stomped out that Brady might be going to Dallas. And they would yeah. rescind the franchise tag on Dak Prescott because, uh, you know, Jerry Jones loves those big ball moves. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so Dak's staying in um, Dallas. I did want to spend some time on Kenyon Drake, but we'll, they placed the franchise tag on him. We'll talk about him in a little bit in terms yeah. of uh, what that means for Kenyon Drake. Um, but he stays with the Cardinals on a transition tag. Um, and then the Cowboys re-signed Amari Cooper five years, hundred million dollars. That's so a
1: lot of money. He
0: comes really off the free agent market. Um, there were a couple of teams that were interested. I don't think. I think he spoke with those teams, but uh, he wanted to be a Cowboy all along. I believe there was a team. Don't know who it was that offered him more money um, than this current deal. So I think it was like one hundred and ten million over five years, and he rejected it. I think he wanted to be a Cowboy. Which is interesting. I've never seen a wide receiver reject money, <laughs> but anyway, um, it's a good place for him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's, good, it's good for the Cowboys as well.
0: Yeah, very good for the Cowboys. Now they, realistically, a lot of people were roasting the Cowboys last year when they had to sign Zeke, Dak, and Amari Cooper, and um, they're very close to making it happen. Oh, yeah. All they got to do is sign Dak, and they got they got guys for the next five years, which is. Yeah. I forgot. I can't remember. I think $72 million are of their salary cap is registered towards Mari Cooper, Dak Prescott, and Ezekiel Elliott right now. Wow. Isn't that ridiculous? <laughs> that well, is. Yeah. 198 million. So oh they got like goodness. nothing for everyone else. I don't know how they make this happen. But anyway. And then the Saints, the only loyal quarterback left in the NFL, uh, huh. re signed. Drew Brees to a two-year $50 million contract, probably backloaded. I expect him to retire next year. The two years is just to balance the money out a little bit, I guess. But um, So Drew Brees yeah. will retire probably after this season. He wants to make one more run at it, but he wants to be a saint for life. So he re-signed. Um, that is all the extensions, franchise tags, and releases from this week and people who re-signed. Uh, So let's jump into some trade discussion because this is probably where we're going to spend a chunk of time. Now I will throw this in here: Ravens traded for tight end Hayden Hurst. I threw it in there because the uh, they traded him to the Falcons, and the Falcons need a tight end. And I wanted to ask you the question: Does this actually mean good things for Hayden Hurst in 2020? Um, A lot of people are like, "Oh, should I go after Hayden Hurst?" Like, no, I'm not saying draft him, but he'll probably be on the waiver wire at the start of next season.
1: Yeah, I think he could have good fantasy weeks, but don't expect Austin Hooper. Yeah, um, I think this just means like there's going to be a lot of balls thrown to Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones next year.
0: I actually like this particular move uh, for Mark Andrews next year. Um, there was a move uh, earlier this week, I believe. I'm, I'm not sure if I put it in the show. I did, so we'll talk about that a little later. But the Raiders signed a tight end, and I won't tell you who yet. Um, They signed a tight end, and uh, that kind of hurts Darren Waller's value a little bit. Uh, So, I think Hayden Hurst going to the Falcons means a lot of things for for Mark Andrews, and that actually could boost Mark Andrews' value a little bit in terms of, um, because we were talking about that before, they got three tight ends that they like to throw to, and You know, now it's just Hurst. Changes it, yeah. Hurst is gone, and now it's kind of just Mark Andrews. But anyway, I want to throw that in there first as a real quick discussion. This one, I stood up out of my chair at work, and I (laughs) literally said like out loud, "Oh my god!" And this wasn't even the first part of it, the first part of the deal. So the first initial notification that I got was David Johnson being traded to the Texans, which I hadn't been on a Roto World in a couple of days, and I didn't know there were rumors floating around. This is not an advertisement for Roto World, by the way. Uh, I did not know that the Texans were interested in David Johnson. Um, So they went out and they acquired him. I actually think this is a minutely good fit, but what really kicked me in the lower extremities was that DeAndre (laughs) Hopkins was traded away from from the Houston Texans.
1: That move shocked a lot of people, and it's funny because I saw a tweet. I don't know, remember who the guy was, but he had a blue check mark, and I, I regret that I didn't get his name, but he tweeted, like, that day before the trade was announced, like, hours beforehand, like, uh... You didn't said, say anything? I didn't say anything because, I, well, I didn't, you know, I you see stuff on Twitter all the time. Right. But he said, he said, like, I wouldn't be surprised if David... Like, people have been wanting DeAndre Hopkins for years. Right. Uh, like, there's been offers and they've always said no, but he said, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets traded this year. Wow, And... and it didn't even have a lot of likes or retweets, but the dude had a blue check mark. And then like hours later, yeah, got traded. Um, it is, I was going to say it's surprising.
0: Um, apparently Bill O'Brien has been quietly shopping, uh, Deandre Hopkins for a while. And apparently they had some sort of rift. Didn't really yep. read into it all that much, but that's all I know. Uh, here's the details of the deal. I want to talk about it from a fantasy per- perspective on both sides. Um, so the Texans acquired David Johnson, 2020 second-round pick, and 2021 fourth-round pick from the Cardinals. So they stock up on the, the draft picks that they traded away yeah. for uh, Laramie Tunsell at the beginning of the season um, to bolster their offensive line. And Kenny Stills as well. Right. They got those picks back, um, and but they had to give up DeAndre Hopkins and a fourth-round pick. So, um, there was a lot of questions. I I don't want to talk about the implications of whether the trade was fair or not, but there were a lot of, there was a lot of people saying this was a stupid deal for Bill O'Brien, which I don't disagree with. Um, but let's start with David Johnson. (sighs) A lot of people's mans, a lot of people's mans in, in fantasy football, he's burned people the last two seasons and, um, this move, unfortunately, might g- like jack up his value back into that top 12 oh, first round. Now, here's what I think about this deal for David Johnson, and unfortunately, I'm not really... I like the landing spot for David Johnson. I think it's a good fit, but yep. the way that the Texans use their running backs, he's just going to be a high-end RB2, and I I think at the value of a first- and second-round pick... David Johnson's completely useless to me. Like, I'm not like, going to waste a first or second round uh, pick on a guy that is going to end up being, you know, an RB2.
1: So I, I, I 100% agree with you on this. Um, for me, like, I, I like David Johnson. I like the fit in Houston. Mm-hmm. And I think it depending on where he gets drafted, I would love him on my fantasy team. The problem is, I agree with you, I think the hype is going to be... Insane now that he's right. with Houston and they feel like they're going to use him all the time. And like you said, the way the Texans use their running backs, I don't, I don't think he's going to be worth the first round pick. And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to be worth the second round pick either. Uh, I think if he's going like the fourth or fifth round, I think that would be a lot better.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, I, I think it's the hype for David Johnson will get overblown.
0: I think you know we we started last off season with <laughs> this idea that David Johnson was going to be like a a sneaky third, fourth round pick and um he for some reason turned into this first round top like six pick. Overall. and I'm like yeah. like why? Why why did that like I didn't want to draft him after that, right? And yeah. he started off the season relatively good. He's good
1: all so fancy wise. But
0: it. second half of the season when they traded a lot of people were like, why? Why did they get Canyon Drake? Um I actually think as good as David Johnson was in that system, Canyon Drake is better. Like, he's way better for Cliff Kingsbury's system than David Johnson is. I think David Johnson's flow is more with Houston, but after the injuries, after the problems, after all of that stuff, I just, I mean, maybe without DeAndre Hopkins, David Johnson can have a lot more success, but I just don't know how much... It, it it gives me a lot of like I don't know for some reason I have this like strange sometimes in fantasy you just get these strange feelings about people whether yep. they're right or wrong it's just I have this strange feeling on David Johnson that it's not going to work out for him um, fantasy wise but I, like I said you can expect mid to high end RB two I um, think
1: he'll be good I I like with Houston I think that offense even obviously the offensive losing, line
0: everything is much yeah, better I mean, than Arizona.
1: Right, and I know losing Hopkins absolutely kills, but they still have Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller and some good players on that team.
0: Now, this obviously um, completely destroys Lamar Miller, obviously.
1: Oh, yeah. I Yeah, I mean, I, is he even under contract?
0: I don't know. Yeah, I, I, they're, I think Lamar they're, they're
1: going to run it with probably David Johnson and then maybe yeah. one of Kyler, uh, Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson.
0: Okay. Um, so this brings me back. Uh, we'll talk about... Let's let's talk a little bit about the Cardinals side because there's not yep. a, really a lot. Uh, there's some on the Houston Texans side wide receiver position, obviously. Uh we don't have a lot of information on that, so we might just pass up on the wide receiver situation for the Texans in this episode. But Kenny oh. and Drake was what were you gonna say? Was it important? Uh, you,
1: you, you well you didn't put it in any of the, the news because it's not okay. like huge, but Houston did sign Randall Cobb. Oh yeah, well, for a
0: ridiculous amount of money and it was yeah not even. Yeah. Cuz
1: they're I don't know what Bill O'Brien is doing to be completely
0: honest with completely <laughs> He's an idiot. Uh I think he feels like we can't win with this team right now and he's trying he's to make some changes. He's tired of losing in the first round so yeah, he's, gonna miss he's the trying to make instead. some changes. Yeah, he's going to miss <laughs> the playoffs instead. He's like I'd rather barely make it. Um no, so this brings us to the Kenyon Drake obviously he uh transition tagged. Um but this I think obviously spectacular news for Kenyon Drake. As much as people are going to like David Johnson, Kenyon Drake's my guy for 2020. I would rather have Kenyon Drake than uh, David Johnson. Way rather. He, in the time that he was starting over David Johnson, was just insanely good. He was an RB1. And I think if if they give him the ball as a workhorse back, which is kind of what they did last year, they tried to get David Johnson a little more involved and then not. And then, you know, like I, I just... Very confusing as to what Cliff Kingsbury was trying to do with the running backs. With David Johnson gone, if they don't add any more running backs, it's clear to me that Kenyon Drake is the guy. And so yeah. with that being said, finally, after all this <laughs> friggin' time,
1: his whole career.
0: My Kenyon Drake finally can like be an RB1 Paul Watch watch they sign Melon Gordon. Yeah, it's <laughs> jump why would they transition? I, I would I would jump out a window. But anyway, so Kenyon Drake, he he has that like I have talked about a million times in the past and I will in the future. So this is the last time I'll say it. I've talked about this a million times. But the fantasy point per opportunity totals for Kenyon Drake have been astronomical the last 2 years. They're at the same as Christian McCaffrey's. And so for me it's like a guy that is going to be used uh, he, what he reminds me of a little bit is is Alvin Kamara, not in play style like as as the way he runs the football and stuff like that, he doesn't remind me in that context. Just statistically, when you look at his numbers and the way he performs, it's very similar to uh, Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara doesn't get a lot of rushing yards; he barely cracks a thousand. I don't know if he's hit a thousand in his career, but he always. Like barely just misses a thousand rushing yards, barely just misses a thousand receiving yards, but that's enough right there eighteen hundred total yards to make you an RB one, right? Yeah. So I think for Kenyon Drake, it, it's simple. It's simple to me. It's, it's that opportunity is going to equal success for him? And um, if, as long as they don't give the ball the the backup running back too much, we, we should be all set with him. Uh, what's what round do you feel safe taking Kenyon Drake in?
1: I, I think he's gonna. I, it's his second round as of right now. Yeah,
0: I, I would agree. I, I see him as that. Second, third round. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know where he's getting taken right now. I'm not going to look it up, but uh, definitely massive, massive good things for Ken and yep. Drake. Now, as far as the wide receiver position for DeAndre Hopkins, man, this one's a tough one. Um, people don't like this spot for him. And so, what, I think... Go ahead.
1: Okay, go ahead. Um, I was just going to say, for me, like football wise it's good, I think I like it fantasy wise I don't I don't know if it's just like the Odell thing from last year, okay, and it's in the back of my head, I don't know like how well it's going to be fantasy. I mean he was
0: dealt for like a can of garbage,
1: right, yeah, I and know. a couple of but, picks there's but there's a lot of weapons on that team, right. and I think if Kyler Murray isn't. <clears throat> like, throwing him the ball a lot, or he doesn't have as good of a – like, I think it's just the Cleveland thing haunting me because this looks – this feels very Cleveland-esque from 2019.
0: Yeah, except uh, Arizona's offensive line is slightly better.
1: Which hopefully will make a huge difference. Yeah. But, I don't know, The Hopkins scares me a little bit. Just – I think he'll still be good. Right. Don't get me wrong, but, like, from the – like, he was the first receiver off the board last year in a lot of drafts. And I think he'll probably still go late. He'll probably be a late first round pick in a lot of drafts this year. Yeah. And I don't know if he's going to be quite that. Okay. He'll be. I think he'll be good. He'll still be top a top five. ten. Fan. He. I think he'll be like on the edge. Like he'll be like fifth.
0: Okay.
1: I think he's going to take like a slight. He's still very good. Now, just a slight here, step down.
0: Here's the thing with with Arizona, and this is. We've obviously – last year they were very much in this bandwagon of we're going to pass the ball an absurd amount, right? Yep. And so the biggest thing about DeAndre Hopkins is that he he uh, he plays the outside a lot, but he's primarily a slot receiver. So he has yeah. success more specifically in that area. The thing that has been impressive about because a lot of times slot receivers don't finish in the top five – but the thing that's so impressive about DeAndre Hopkins is A is route running, and B the amount of times he gets targeted in in whatever position he is on the field uh, is is crazy. He's been targeted yeah, like yeah. 107. I think he was targeted over 170 times last year. So right, it, it's just like when you look at when you look at how many times he was targeted in Houston. The question is, is he going to get targeted like that in Arizona? And so what do we know Arizona to be right now, right? They're going to be an offense that passes the ball a lot. Sure. And so for me, like you have Christian Kirk there, you have Larry Fitzgerald. It is classically a four wide receiver set. So you could see the wide receiver three Christian Kirk probably have a little bit of success. But to me, I think both Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald are basically fantasy irrelevant at this point. I think think Fitzgerald
1: is the number three, to be honest, at at this point in his career.
0: Now – I think last year Kyler Murray threw it 542 times, which is not a lot. Um, I, you know, you kind of coming in, you expected between six to 650. Which I think in a more high, in a higher paced offense, you're going to start seeing him throw the ball a lot more. And I think this offense, obviously with DeAndre Hopkins, Kenyon Drake, Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, a decent offensive line. I think they added like an offensive lineman in free agency. So far, so it's like with a team that you're starting to build the offense, and Cliff Kingsbury being a complete offensive mind, this could be a really good thing for DeAndre Hopkins. For me, the only diff, like, here's the big thing: does he does DeAndre Hopkins hit 170 targets this year? That's the question. If he doesn't, he's not a top five wide receiver. Well, so he's just not. My,
1: that's my biggest question. I, I understand the Kyler Murray throwing the ball a lot or more, right? But I mean, one of the things they tried to throw the ball that much this past season, mm-hmm. but Kyler Murray does. I mean, he, he runs it a lot. He he runs right. He scrambles. They probably a lot. called
0: like 650 pass plays, and it turned Correct. into all runs.
1: <laughs> and I don't think that would change.
0: Yeah, next season. I don't disagree and, with that.
1: Um, which is my only issue with Hawk. I mean, I think football. Like, I you can make the argument that I think he's the best receiver in football. Like his route running and his ability. Like he's yeah. quietly like you yeah. know. Julio got all the hype, Antonio Brown used to get all the hype, and now Michael Thomas gets all the hype. But I I really think Hopkins is probably the best receiver in football in my opinion. It
0: it depends on how they utilize him, obviously. And so the thing that you have to go to is probably – the big problem that Christian Kirk had last year was Larry Fitzgerald hanging around and destroying fantasy lives And, um, well, honest to God, like he, he would continue, he continues to play and he's not a bad player. Like there were at times last year where people had him in fantasy and he had really good weeks. But then it was like, like last year he's, he had 109 targets last year and 75 receptions. And, um, I just want to look up really fast, Christian Kirk and his target totals from last season. He had a total of one hundred and eight targets. So you're talking about a total of one hundred and eight, one hundred and nine targets for, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. It, it, it takes him out of that ballpark range of being a wide receiver, like a high end wide receiver. One, um, if he hits the one forty range, then yes, he's a top five wide receiver. But, and I know I said he needs to get over one hundred and fifty earlier, but I think one forty is probably safe for him. But there's just so many questions surrounding a lot of this team. Like Christian Kirk was the slot receiver. And with DeAndre yeah. Hopkins coming in, he's gonna play that inside receiver position. Like how many targets does he actually get? I it's like you wanna feel like like they're gonna pass the ball a lot, but it's also a tough
1: And look. who knows? They they might try to put Hopkins on the outside.
0: They might. Next to Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. And then have Andy Isabella and Christian Kirk in the middle. Uh, they run four wide receiver sets, so they're gonna have four right. guys on the field at all times, which is absurd. Like at first, I was thinking like, "Oh, this destroys Christian Kirk," and then I'm like, "Yeah, but if Christian Kirk has like a 95% snap count total, like, yeah, like he's gonna get That's his what, targets all, too." Yeah,
1: they're, they're gonna throw the ball a lot. Um, I mean, it's it's gonna be interesting to see. I I, I wouldn't mind Hopkins on my team. Uh yeah. obviously, but i'm not i don't think i would take would you take him in the first round right no, now?
0: no, probably not mid second round is probably where I'm safe. yeah him
1: mid mid to late second for me,
0: yeah, like if if he was your wide receiver one, I'd be okay. now, the big thing for me is last year going into the season, I looked at target totals, but I was looking at total season target totals. and what I noticed is uh what you really need to be be looking at is is week to week how many targets do you think a guy is going to get? Now, obviously that'll average down. Like if you have 150 targets, it's going to average down to like 12 a week. Don't judge my math, but that's just a rough estimation. Um, But for me, it's like, does he get targeted 12 to 14 times like he was when he was with Houston? Or does he get targeted eight to nine? Like Chris Godwin, Chris Godwin was in Tampa Bay this year, right? If that's, Mm. if he's in the eight to nine category, he's going to need the touchdowns to really bolster his fantasy season. But I, I don't know. I don't know if he's gonna get that. So it's an interesting landing spot for him. I think it kinda kills a little bit like Larry Fitzgerald's dead. He was dead two years ago. I think it kills Christian Kirk a yeah. little bit. Like Christian Kirk's still draftable, probably like between rounds twelve to fifteen. Um oh he's
1: gonna get drafted higher probably. Probably because I get think drafted there's, higher. There's gonna be people that view it too as like similar right. to Houston, where Will Fuller was injured a lot, but he would have weeks where he'd right. go off. Remember he had like that f- close to 50 point week, right. like 45 fantasy points and right. had like a three or four touchdown game. So I think a lot of people will view Christian Kirk as like, I mean, he could be like an eighth or ninth round pick to be honest. Right. Uh, I don't know if that's smart,
0: but yeah. So let's, let's talk about one final trade. Um, it was kind of a big one. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know, man. You're,
1: it's your man. It's your boy. It's my Stephane dude. Diggs. Okay, so
0: I've had so many problems. I drafted Stefan Diggs three years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, every year, I say, ah, after I draft Stefan Diggs and he burns me, and I say, no, I'm not doing this again. I'm not drafting Stefan Diggs. And then I get to draft day. And I find myself picking up the uh, the Minnesota Vikings Stefan Diggs sticker and slapping it right on the draft board. Yep. And I'm like, why am I doing this? What am I doing right now? But I do it anyway. Um, last year I started thinking I'm not going to do it, but then I'm like I need to be more open-minded, so I did it. That offense was completely different to start the season. Stefan Diggs, according to um, – oh, what's his name? Um, Yahoo, the Yahoo Sports Fantasy Analyst.
1: Oh, I don't know.
0: All right. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> he, he breaks down route running, mm-hmm. and his metrics show that Stephen Diggs is the best. best According, stati- according to statistics, he's the best route runner in the NFL. Um, oh, wow. But he just, in a system where you only throw the ball 20 times a game, <laughs> Stephen Diggs ain't going to get, obviously, large fantasy games. So <laughs> for me, well, I'll tell him every what happened. Stephen Diggs was traded to the Bills. Going into this yes. season, if Stefan Diggs is a Minnesota Viking, I was fading him and I was going back. I'm all in on Stefan Diggs now. I love it.
1: <laughs> Are you? I, I you like I'm scared
0: this. of Josh Allen. I really am. Yep. Me too. But I think Stefan Diggs you, you know John Brown was a mid mid range wide receiver too this year, I believe.
1: Yeah, and he had he had weeks where he was a wide receiver one. Right. He
0: was very good. Stefan Diggs, significantly better route runner, significantly better player. To plug him into the Bills system. He's basically the new John Brown, but better. How does he not be a wide receiver one? Like I, I really don't. Unless the Bills completely suck this year, Stephen Is Diggs would be a wide one.
1: throw the ball enough, yes, and efficiently enough, where Diggs becomes a wide receiver one. Yes. Okay. Well, then I guess he will be.
0: the <laughs> the, the details of the deal are. Uh, he was a uh, Stephen Diggs and a twenty twenty seventh round pick uh, from the Vikings in exchange for a 2020 first, fifth, sixth, and a fourth-round pick in 2021. A lot was, of picks. Wasn't there a first? Wasn't there? Yeah, I said first, fifth, sixth, oh, okay, and okay. a fourth I, in 2021. I, I, didn't, I didn't hear you say
1: first. That is so first. many is picks. That, is that all 2021 picks?
0: No, that's tw- uh, three 2020 picks and one okay, 2021 okay. picks. So gotcha. um, last season, that's John John Brown was targeted 115 times. Um. So I, I don't see Stefan Diggs ascending to the level of a – like a, he'll probably – he's not going to have 115 targets. He's going to have like 125 to 130. I don't see him ascending to the level of like a top five wide receiver, but he's probably in that range of seven or eight next season in terms of yeah. where he's going to land. So I, per, I personally really like him, and he's probably going to end up being a fourth-round pick again. So at that value yep. – you can get a a, a wide receiver that's one in the bad. fourth round. Yeah. You're you're doing okay. Um, so I think
1: he could be. There's a good chance he could be really inconsistent, though.
0: I feel that too. He's always been kind of inconsistent, but he, and, now we're gonna see yeah. if that's because of the system. Like John Brown was good week to week. Like he was. He no, may have. He He may have not had like a massive, you know, blow up game, and then pulled uh, um, pull the Tyree kill and got three fantasy points. You know what I mean? Right. Um, can but
1: I, can I ask you what you think of Josh Allen now? Because there's going to be, he could like there's going to be a lot of people that are hot where was he training. last
0: year? Seven, eight?
1: Yeah, he finished seven, I think.
0: Um, I like him. There's a lot of quarterbacks that are likable this year, which is why I yeah. think somebody somebody who's really good is going to fall into like the ninth or tenth round. Agreed. Yeah. Um, whoever that is, we have to figure out who that is and then draft them essentially, but uh, for me, I think that we, we, we've we talked about in the past, like, these quarterbacks in the AFC East, right? Uh-huh. You, you, you got Josh Allen. You got um, Sam Darnold. They both need wide receivers. They both have not gotten wide receivers. I
1: hate how what the Jets are doing, by the way. Just to yeah. say, no, I, hate, I hate
0: the Jets. <laughs> They're freaking stupid. Alright, continue. Uh, <laughs> Diggs was uh, rumored to be the Jets called them about Diggs, too, by the way. But, anyway, this is the type of player... That can bring Josh Allen to the next level, I think. Um, but yeah. if he ends up being a sixth round pick, I'm out. Seventh, eighth, I'm out. Ninth, tenth, I, I, eleventh, I'm in. Yeah, I, but,
1: I agree with that. And I think he's going to be like a sixth or seventh round pick,
0: which is unfortunate,
1: um, especially with this digs. I'm, a, I, digs I'll,
0: I'm like I said, six, seven, or eight, I'm out. But if yeah. he gets ninth, 10th seventh, I'll, I'll, I'll be okay. I would,
1: I would consider him the eighth. But okay. definitely six or seventh no, and which and I think that's like almost a guarantee that he's gonna go that high to me right,
0: which, so what are you gonna say go ahead?
1: just with this dig, dig's news,
0: yeah, so um, we have a lot of free agent signings to get to, uh-huh, <laughs> and not a lot of time. Yeah. So, so I, I want to touch on uh, the Tom Brady news a little bit, and then we'll talk about the tight ends, and we'll save everything else for the next show and stack it on with whoever else signed. Okay. Um, so we'll do most of our free agent news, free agent frenzy news on the next episode. But so let's start with Tom Brady. Um, he announced yeah. earlier today on Twitter that he uh, was was beelining it out of New England. He's done. He's gone. though. Um, so he's not coming back to New England Patriots are out. Um, he's going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers shortly before we began the show that was uh, officialized, but we kind of knew that was going to happen after he said he wasn't going to go to the New England Patriots. So I am shocked. I'm surprised. I'm, I'm stunned. Um, I expected him to either like, I, I was expecting him to walk away and I was okay with that. But I'm still yep. shocked. I'm still surprised. I'm still confused. And um, I guess that comes with the territory if you've had a quarterback for 20 years. So, anyway, that's just the fan speaking in me. But for the Bucks, they got a quarterback. Um, I'm not sure fa- regular season-wise, fantasy football-wise, he's any better than Jameis Winston. Um, I know a lot fantasy of people will be wise, like I- – Fantasy wise, he's not better than Jameis Winston. He'll and throw you know less what? picks.
1: And fan- he's going to get—you know—Tom Brady's going to get drafted this year, and he might get drafted high.
0: Oh yeah, he might get drafted really high.
1: With Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and just the hype around it—if he, if he might pulls off it. a
0: fifty touchdown season, I'll eat my pants like Peyton uh, yeah. Manning did when he left <laughs> the Indianapolis. But. That's not the type of quarterback Brady is anymore. He might have been able to do that in 2007, but he's got the weapons. He's got the weapons. And so, even OJ Howard, he likes his tight ends, got the weapons. So, yeah. I want to spend... F- f- do you think Tom Brady is a good fantasy option in 2020 playing for the Buccaneers?
1: I think he's going to be, be... he. I think because of the weapons-wise, he might be a little better than what he was in New England this year. Yeah. Um. But... I'm not drafting him. Are you? No. I'm not drafting him. I'm like, well, I'd rather would you go draft with the young quarterback. Like a, yeah, I would too. If he was, if Brady's gonna be drafted like really late, then yeah, I might draft him to go with like a Josh Allen or he's uh, not going like to a, a younger right, it, which he's not. He, with him going to Tampa, I I wouldn't be surprised if people are taking him in like the fifth or sixth round. Now, and
0: that's you, just way too high. Let's get to the real discussion because um, Tom Brady going to the Bucs is a, it's a very astronomically different thing than we've ever said in our lives. Yeah. Like I saw a I picture know. of it and I'm like, what the freak is going on? Like yeah. I feel like we're going to enter the 2020 season. and Brady's going to be the quarterback of the Pats, but he's just not. So, um, right I, for fantasy implications, I I'm staying away from Tom Brady as I always am. I would say the same thing about Drew Brees earlier. Like I'm staying away from Drew Brees. Um, older quarterbacks are in. Philip Rivers. He also signed a deal with. I think we put it in here with Indianapolis. I'm staying away from the Colts, him. So yeah. the old, the old quarterbacks. I'm I'm kind of staying away from. But as far as fantasy assets on the Buccaneers, you got Mike Evans. You got Chris Godwin. You got OJ Howard. Um, I don't know if they're going to add anything to the running back situation. Which I, depending on the size of Tom Brady's contract, I would expect they might go after a running back because their running backs were garbage last year. Um, as always, but, uh, what is, what effect or impact does this have on, on the wide receivers? Do they get any better or are they just the same?
1: So it's interesting. I think Godwin, I don't know if he gets better necessarily, but it's, I'm more confident that he's going to have as good of a season as he did last year because he is the slot receiver. Do you think Mike Evans is going to get better under Tom Brady? I do not. I don't either. And I think a lot of people will believe he does. The hype but is going to be real for Mike Evans. It's and just I'm, not like Mike. Mike Evans is. Can I put him on suited? my bus list in like yeah. March? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because uh, I don't. I'm not saying he's going to be bad, but he's not going to live up to the hype that he's going to get. Just the way Brady plays, he's not the type of quarterback to throw the ball down the field. 50 no. times like it's Randy Moss again in 2007. I think more not in his, this point in his career. I
0: think this benefits mostly, um, Chris Godwin. Yeah, cuz he's I, the slot receiver do. and he's going to get targeted and I'm so my my big thing is that if wide receivers go back to being wide receivers, Chris Godwin's a low-end wide receiver one similar to what Julian was last year. So, yep. I I don't see Chris Godwin being this elite guy and if he ends up getting drafted like in the top 4 or 5 of wide receivers, then I'm I'm probably going to stay away. But um I think he's going to be a consistent wide receiver, you know, wide receiver one on a week-to-week basis, low end um and he'll be good as far as Mike Evans it's, it is going to be those boomer bust weeks that you saw when maybe Josh Gordon was a starter or whenever the Patriots had an outside receiver really the only yeah. outside receiver that had massive success in fantasy for you know with Tom Brady at the helm was was Randy Moss in 07 and and whenever I else mean they'll be big like,
1: plays like we we've seen Brady throw the ball down the field to Gordon a few times yeah other plays like it'll happen but I I think the more successful the two will be, the slot right. Net.
0: Now, what about what about OJ Howard? Because so he he Brady see Bruce Arians doesn't like to implement the tight end, but Brady loves throwing it to the tight yep. end position. So
1: I think this could be uh, taking it from the biggest OJ Howard hater. This could <laughs> this could resurrect his career. Okay. I mean, I, as you just said, I know Bruce Arians doesn't love using tight ends, but Brady does like to throw to tight ends and I think they'll work together to get tight ends involved. And don't count out Cameron Bray either, who is also on the team. Yeah. Um, who I think the both those guys will get some targets. Uh so I don't think O. J. Howard is gonna be nearly as bad as he was last year. Yeah. I'm not saying draft O. J. Howard because I'm scarred for life, but <laughs> uh I think he could have I uh, I think he has good value. Season. He might actually
0: yeah. be it it depends. Because you have Mike Evans, you have Chris Godwin. Harriman was actually good in the absence of some guys. So he's a good third wide receiver. uh, Brady loves to dump it off to a running back. So I would expect him to make some noise maybe in free agency or uh, in the draft at the running back position. But um, yeah, OJ Howard I think is good. I think Chris Godwin's good. But I I think Mike Evans probably hurts the most in this whole situation. Um, Just because Brady's play style doesn't really formulate to that. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Brady can have success in that situation because he's not gonna walk in and say, All right, Bruce, you need to change your old system to what I do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's gonna have to walk in and learn what they do as a team. So the whole term of Tom Brady being a system quarterback, like you're gonna find out if that's true right now. Like, you know, he's right. he's going to the Buccaneers. He's going to that ugly butt. Organizations uniforms. <laughs> I saw I saw a Photoshop job, and he looks terrible. I'm like, oh God, Brady, what are you doing? Um, Bill must have really pissed him off. How long before Brady regrets <laughs> going to the Bucks? I is, mean, it the I first, don't know. is it we'll the first? Is it the first quarter of?
1: <laughs> he's never had. I mean, well, he has yeah. had, but it's been a long time since he's had weapons like this.
0: Yeah. So w- we'll see what happens. Um, obviously, we're Brady fans, so uh, we wish him all the best. Oh yeah, um, I'll probably buy his jersey. I will probably the, buy a Tampa Bay jersey. <laughs> on the other side of it, um the New England Patriots quarterbackless um maybe Jared Stidham goes into 2020, maybe they get another guy. This hurts Julian very badly. Oh gosh, yeah. It kills I mean, Julian's value. Are you value. drafting a Patriot? No.
1: As of right now, I'm not.
0: No, not at all. There's not a Patriot that I want, maybe outside of uh Sony Michelle. And I know I you I know you disagree with that. But he did I, not I play get, well this year, so he, mm. his value is going to be good. So I think he's worth a draft pick, especially when you're talking about a team that's probably going to run the ball a lot this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think you could make the argument for Sony, but I don't know.
0: Even that, I feel gross. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so Brady is gone. He's going to the box. Um, We'll talk about some of these other other free agent signings. I did want to throw out the first name to drop. Was uh was Austin Hooper? Hoop, there it is. And he's going to the Browns' horrible place for him. (laughs) Uh, Football wise, good decision for the Brownies, but uh, they're
1: they are so stacked because and Joku gets
0: hurt every five minutes. They have so many good players. I think it's a bad decision for the Browns. I mean, I think it's a good decision for the Browns organization football wise. I think it's horrible for fantasy. Like, Austin Hooper's is basically going to die in Cleveland. Yeah. Like, there's no fantasy value whatsoever. Let your friends. I'm telling you right now. Listen to me. Tell your friends to draft Austin Hooper and then don't. <laughs> yeah. Let them Let Pretend them draft Hooper. Pretend you're excited. Say, oh, I'm drafting Hooper next and let somebody snipe you yeah, on I purpose. Mean, uh, he,
1: could, he could be decent. Um, don't even convince I'd... yourself. I, yeah, I, I don't like it. I definitely yeah. don't like it. I, right now, I'm convinced the only
0: was. the only good fantasy option in the Browns' offense at this point is probably Jarvis Landry, and they have so much talent.
1: And um, and Nick Chubb, obviously.
0: Oh, and Nick Chubb, yeah. Um, so think yeah. of the
1: talent they have, man. Nick Chubb, Cream Hunt, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, David and yeah. Joku, and now Austin Hooper. That's crazy. That is Ridiculous. It is
0: ridiculous. And then, uh, so there's two more tight ends I wanted to reference. Um, we have tight end Jimmy Graham former uh, Seahawks Green and Green Bay Packers, Packers tight end.
1: And New Orleans Saints. And
0: New Orleans Saints. Uh, Making he's, his way around what the What is industry. he on his fifth team? He signs with the Bears.
1: Whoa. I don't get it.
0: Yeah. I, I don't tell, get the money. He didn't too. have any it's... fantasy value, but what the heck are you doing? No. Two years, 16000000 the... paying $8 million a year for a no, guy that's it, not even that good. For
1: a who, guy who's washed and... yeah. They have Trey Burton. I know he didn't play last year. The Bears are so bad
0: at doing anything.
1: The Bears need the Bears need players and they don't need tight ends.
0: Yeah. And they go out and get a tight end.
1: Jimmy Graham has no fantasy value by the so way. So stupid. Zero zero value.
0: Um and then the only other tight end I wanted to reference was uh Jason Witten signing a one-year contract with the Oakland uh uh Las Vegas Raiders. Almost. Um so Witten obviously couldn't go back to Dallas. They wanted to move on with uh Blake Jarwin. Um, yep. but him going to to Las Vegas is is kind of uh interesting. Um considering that uh they don't need a tight end and right. uh, like Foster Moreau was basically what Jason Witten's going to be this year. So like I don't understand what they're doing. But this hurts Darren Waller.
1: So, does it? Because I don't know if they're actually even going to use Witten, to be honest. Are like, they'll sure? use him a little bit. Yeah. Do you I'm think I'm John Gruden
0: scared. and uh, and Jason Witten just wanted to get together for the Monday Night Football reunion? Yeah,
1: I, I think so, a little bit. <laughs> like, I think they'll use Witten in certain situations, but yeah. not enough where it's going to really affect Waller. It might take away a touchdown right. or two from Waller, which would stink because it's going to put him in the same spot he was at last year. Um Right. But I don't. I don't see him like taking away really more than like fifteen to twenty targets. Like I, I don't. I don't think he's going to be really that much involved.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't fully disagree with you on that. I think there's more there than you think there is. But uh, I just don't like when other players invade the space of guys that should have success. <laughs>
1: I guess yeah, he, like uh, he's Frank a Gork. good
0: fantasy tight end. Yeah, he comes in and freaking steals everyone's life away. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I think I think that that was an interesting little signing. Uh, two tight ends coming off the market. Neither of them have any real fantasy value, by the way. I just wanted to talk about the implications of the position. Like if you were a, if you were, I just I, and I, I, you know, I I didn't even need to put Jimmy Graham in here, but I did want to roast the Bears for a minute. So there's that. The only thing worse than the Patriots. Letting Tom Brady walk is. I
1: know. At least, at least
0: we can laugh at the Bears. At least right we now. can laugh at the Bears. Um, so yeah, the two tight ends signing. We're probably going to discuss some more quarterback signings. Uh, we'll, we'll update you on the next episode on what happened with Philip Rivers. Um, I did want to. I'll, I'll just mention this really fast on this episode. The Browns signed former Redskins quarterback Case Keenum, three years, eighteen million. Curious signing. Don't know what this means uh, in terms of he's not going to start. Obviously, no. it's going to be Baker, but. That's a lot of money for a backup quarterback. That is. And um do you do you, <laughs> are they is. signing him just to like maybe light a fire under Baker's butt or have a backup um, plan in case Baker I blows think, chunks?
1: To be completely honest with you, if Baker has the same season he did last year, I think they will go to Case Keenum for at least a game
0: or two. Wow.
1: Like I think <clears> I think <throat> this is a this is a you better start playing well Baker move.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, that that's all we're going to get to in this episode. We'll update you next episode on uh, Jordan Howard, um, mm. Teddy Bridgewater. We'll talk about. We'll talk about Philip Rivers a little bit. Um, I'm hopefully we'll be able to discuss Melvin Gordon. Yeah, probably Robbie Anderson and uh, update some things there. Um, there, I believe Jameis Winston's still a free agent right now. Jameis Winston
1: so. is still a free agent, and maybe another trade or two goes down as
0: well. Yeah, so we'll we'll discuss that all on the Thursday show. Um. Do you have any closing thoughts for us?
1: I'm just sad, man. Tom Brady's yeah. gone.
0: Depression. Depression.
1: And I'm stuck here with coronavirus.
0: <laughs> We're quarantined. Literally, this New 2020. England, New Already en- the
1: worst year of all time.
0: New England's over here in extra remorse for life. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to check out our website at thefantasychampions.com. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and we'll talk to you on Thursday, Fantasy Champs. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at TheFFChamps.